This time each and every Friday, every Erev Shabbos, with great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Pasha's Bolak. Pasha's Bolak is one of those very challenging parshios. It contains no less than 104 psukim, 104 verses, and yet there are none of the 613 mitzvos of the Torah found in this parsha. There are many very important ideas, including the belief in the coming of Moshiach, as found in the Rambam, in chapter 11 of Hilchos Melachim, he points to chapter 24 in this parsha, and he cites the Pasuk of, in this chapter 24, it is Pasuk Torah Kochov Miyakov. He points out, this is Pasuk 17, that the belief in the coming of Moshiach is not simply uh, one which is part of our tradition, but it stems literally from the Torah. And if one denies the coming of Moshiach as a biblical concept, they are going against our understanding of what the Torah is literally alluding to. So how do we understand this week's parsha? We find two arch enemies who come together, Moab and Midian, and they have one thing in common, their hatred for the Jewish people. And they recognize that the Jewish people are unique, and their uniqueness, they understand, is with their peh, with their mouth, meaning their ability to have a relationship with God. They're having a great prophet, such as Moshe. And so they turn to Bilam, who as well has this gift of prophecy, and that's why when the Torah tells us at the very end of the fifth book, there never was or ever will be among the Jewish people, a prophet as great as Moshe, amongst the Jewish people there will not be, and there never was. But among the other nations of the world, they had a Bilam, and this way they can't say if only we had a prophet, we would have been different people. They had a prophet, and unfortunately their prophet Prophet was a person, to say the least, of not good character. You take a look at the end of chapter 5 of Pirkei Avos, of the contrast between the character of Bilam and that of Avram Avinu. And so they come to Bilam, these two enemies of the Jewish people, and they say, curse for us, the Jewish people. And so, the Talmud tells us in Brachos 7a, based upon the verse in Tehillim, chapter 7, verse 12, the Kale so aim b'chol yom, God is angered every day. And interesting how much of the day 
Kirega ba'apo, a rega, a moment. But how much is that moment? Literally a millisecond. But Bilam knew when that millisecond was. He would get his, quote, foot in the door, and he would curse the Jewish people, and that's what he was hoping for, and that's what they were hoping for, and for that reason they hired him. The Torah that please God, we are going to read this coming Shabbos for Parshas Bolok. So the Navi tells us the following. Ami, my people, listen carefully, says the Navi. Zecharna, you are to remember, my Yoaz Bolok, Melech Moav, what was the advice and what was the request of Balak, the king of Moab? And listen carefully what you have further, Hashem, that you should know the kindness of Hashem. Now, what is the kindness of Hashem? The kindness of Hashem, the Gemara in Sanhedrin 105b goes on to explain that during the time that Balak comes to Bilam and Bilam goes through the exercises of building altars and bringing korbanos, offerings, to God, to Hashem, during these days Hashem does not get angry even for a milli moment. And therefore, he cannot go with plan A. And unfortunately, what does he do? Bilam does suggest at the end of the parsha, plan B. What is plan B? Plan B is, unfortunately, he says, and now he will give them advice. And what is the advice that he gives um, Bullock? The advice is to take Benos Moab, the women of Moab, and let them lure the men of Israel into promiscuity. And sure enough, unfortunately, how does the parsha end? Literally, those who died in the plague. What kind of a plague? The plague is because of those that started with immorality and ended up with idolatry, worshipping Baalipur. How many were there? 24,000. So what he couldn't succeed in cursing, he does succeed in tripping the Jewish people. And we know this to be a fact because later on in Parshas Matos, Moshe explains what it is regarding these women of Moab. And this is in chapter 31, Pasuk 16. The Torah says there, Hain Haina, these women of Moab, Hayulav Ne Yisrael, Bidvar Bilam. Bidvar Bilam means, and Rashi quotes it on the spot, that he was the one who provided this incentive, saying, Eloheim Shal Elu, their God of these Israelites, Sone Zimahu, hates promiscuity, and the rest we know, unfortunately, is history. Now, how does all this work? So, explains the late Rav Goldvich, the Rosh Hashiva of Kerem Biavna, something very, very sharp. 
What's going on? Why is it that Kelzo aim Why is it that God has to have that millisecond of anger every day? So he says the following: Hakadosh Baruch Hu is Rav Chesed. Hakadosh Baruch Hu is an abundance of kindness, of goodness, of mercy, and if this mercy is unbounded, if there is no limitation to it, then this excess chesed in this world, the shefa, this flow of chesed, kindness, if it is not bounded, it can lead to, as indeed it happened, to immorality. Because what is immorality? Immorality is taking love, only not having proper boundaries for it. And therefore, every day HaKadosh Baruch Hu creates a balance. And note, for him, even a millisecond of Rega is enough to create that perfect balance. And so, unfortunately, when there was a void, and there was a void of din in this world, so Moab and Bilam took advantage of the fact that there was this overabundance of chesed, and this created the atmosphere and environment as the Gemara in Sanhedrin and Perachelech 105b and 106a goes on to describe exactly how the men were lured in by the uh, prostitutes of uh, Moab and how unfortunately this plague came to consume the 24,000 men. If we take a deep breath we have to realize that this lesson which we are learning from Parshas, Bilam and Balak is so important for each and every one of us as well. And that is that we are to recognize that there must be boundaries in this world. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu has set chesed and chesed literally is the material which HaKadosh Baruch Hu has brought into this world with great abundance. Olam chesed yibaneh. The world is built on chesed. It is one of the sfirot. And, listen carefully, chesed knows no boundaries. And therefore, it is the first delivery of creation which contains within it everything that the world will ever need. Okay? However, since chesed is literally unlimited, you need the sphera of Gevura. Gevura is the sphera that God used to contain, to shape, and mold a world that was created through chesed. And therefore when Hashem said, for example, Yehirakiah, let there be a firmament, the world kept on stretching and expanding until Hashem said, die. And that's why the name of Shah when it comes to Avram Avinu by the bris milah, what does the name Shin Dalad Yud found on the outside of the mezuzah mean? She'omar le'olamo dai, the one who has put limits and limitations into this world. Hashem said enough, and at that point there the firmament came to a standstill. Enough is the sphera of Gevura, and therefore when there is chesed in this world I need it to be bounded by Gevura, what we would call enough. And so, what you have is as follows. 
in all areas of life, there needs to be this very strong and careful balance between the two. On the one hand, going back to not too long ago, but there was a period of time where the philosophy of life and psychologists and others were suggesting that you should be a buddy to your child. This might be very interesting and intriguing, but unfortunately it was unhealthy because there needs to be a healthy balance between. There is on the one hand a love that we give our children, but there has to be healthy boundaries as well. And it's this delicate mizug, it's this delicate balance between the two which is so important. And therefore, parents have to show by example how they want their children to act because they themselves have to lead a balanced life. And so, by definition, we are to have kavod harav. Kavod harav means literally that we have respect for the Rebbe, but to recognize that the teacher, the Rebbe, the Torah scholar, the one that you are close with, is on one hand on a higher notch level is greater, but on the other hand we have a relationship. And so even in the way that we speak to them, the fact that we're trained properly in the yeshiva, that we speak to the Rosh Yeshiva in the third person as opposed to the second person, this is the idea of showing that there is this kind of delicate but very necessary boundary. And so, when you think about it, what emanates from Parshas Bullock is a charge to all of us to fulfill the 611th mitzvah, which is to emulate Hashem. And just as He puts that perfect balance into the world, we are to recognize, first of all, the challenge that this is something that each of us has to wrestle with, and attempt to do and be cognizant of it. Look from time to time and see, am I perhaps a little bit too strong in this area and maybe a little bit too faulty in this area? There is to be, the way the rabbis tell us so beautifully, small merachek, you are to discipline with the small, with the left, but imin mekarev, but you are to literally bring closer and show love with the right hand. And so this delicate balance is a very important aspect which emanates from Parshas Balak and an important reminder to us that as we go this coming Tuesday with Shavasa into the three weeks, a reminder that this is true not only in our personal lives, but the nature of the three weeks itself is to try to create within our minds and psyche this balance of recognizing and appreciating what we are missing, please God, in the third Besamigdash and in the ultimate redemption.
of our people. Shabbat Shalom to all.